0: Today is a slightly uh, different uh, Sunday for us in that uh, for the first time at Father's well as House Jeffrey's Bay, we are closing off the year with what we've called a Thanksgiving Sunday. That's what today is about. And the meaning of a Thanksgiving Sunday is the following. You know, we, we recognize uh, as a church the power in giving thanks to God intentionally and in spite of the circumstances that we might be facing at a particular time. We recognize that there's such a power in in giving thanks to God intentionally, so choosing to give thanks, and in spite of the circumstances that we might be facing. Now, that's no doubt one of the hardest, but one of the most powerful truths, I think, in the Christian faith to grasp, that even when I can't see it, God is still good. It's one of the hardest, but it's one of the most powerful. It's tough. It's tough. And if you've ever walked through a storm, you'll know the difficulty and, and, and the power of that statement. You know, and Scripture is full of people who exemplified, who modeled for us what that kind of faith looks like and that, what, what that determination of heart looks like, who chose to give God thanks even through a storm. You know, we look at Paul, the apostle who wrote a lot of the New Testament letters and in his letter to the Philippians from a Roman prison chained up in a Roman prison, and it's not like a prison that we know with a bed and three meals a day. It's like, no, shackles on your hands and feet in a dark, dingy dungeon somewhere. He wrote that letter and used the word rejoice more than in any of his other letters. Give thanks. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. We look at guys in the Old Testament like Daniel, who when he heard of his impending arrest uh, in chapter six, he went into his room just as he had always done. The scripture says, I love that so much. Just as he had always done, he went into his room, got on his knees and gave thanks to his God. When he heard of his arrest, that was coming up. And of course, we know we read of Jesus in Hebrews, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. That's Hebrews 12. Scripture is full of those examples. And we believe that there's major biblical precedent for giving thanks in spite of the circumstances. Amen. And on the other hand, too, I guess this works the other way around as well that when things are going well, when we are on top of the world, when things do seem to be falling in place, we don't for one minute ascribe any of that glory to ourselves. But we give thanks to God as the one who made that possible and who brought that miracle into our lives. You know, the Bible says in James chapter one that every good and every perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the father of the heavenly lights, as it goes on to say, who doesn't change like the shifting shadows. And so as a church, we recognize the power of giving thanks through the bad and in the good. And we wanted to create a moment this morning where we collectively could do that as a church. And what, and what better day, I guess, than at the end of the year as we, as we have this moment to pause, to reflect on what was and, and where we can choose to give God thanks for something. Does that make sense? Are you with me this morning? Uh, is there anyone in you who feels like giving God thanks for 2023? Come on, somebody, as the cool as the cool preachers would say overseas. Um, so the way that that's going to work this morning, church, is that in a moment or two, after I've shared a shorter a shorter message, uh, a word that I've prepared for today, uh, I'm going to invite the band back up onto the stage because, um, as you know, we only sang three songs this morning. We usually do four. So the OCD planners are like, where's song four? The world's coming to an end. Um, Don't worry. I'm going to invite them back onto the stage. And while they're leading us in a time of worship and reflection, um, I'm going to invite you to use the opportunity uh, to either come forward and um, fill out one of the sticky notes that we've got on this communion counter on my left-hand side. Um, It was quite ironic that we chose the communion counter because who knows what the word communion means in the New Testament in the Greek? Anyone? comes from the word Eucharista. Eucharist, right? Meaning grace. Literally means give thanks for grace. And how cool is that, that today is the Thanksgiving Sunday. But I'm going to invite you to come forward and fill out one of those sticky notes in response to the question, what are you thanking God for in 2023? What are you thanking God for in 2023? And my wonderful wife, Kelly, and our dear volunteer friend, Sim, have chalked on the wall there for us. On the left-hand side, I'm thanking God for this in 2023. And all I want you to do if you feel comfortable, let come forward and just write a one or two sentence anonymous note and stick it up on the wall next to that. And the idea is that we will have a visual representation of some kind, of some of the things that people in our church are thankful for in 2023. And I think that's going to be something of a powerful testimony of God's goodness at work in our lives and things that we can represent our, our hearts of gratitude for. And I think there's such a power in doing that. So that'll be the first part. And then secondly, I've asked some of the, some of the dream team to come up on the stage and join me uh, and share by using the mic. So you can start getting nervous now already. Uh, some of the things that they are thankful for in 2023. This is, my hope is that it will inspire uh, a sense of gratitude in us, church, that will well up to the point of overflow where we take the small step of faith and thank God for something that we've received in 2023. I want you to know that no matter how small that is, No offer of thanksgiving is ever not acknowledged and appreciated in the kingdom of God. It'll never go unnoticed, no matter how big or how small it is. And my hope is, and I think we'll be surprised by some of the things that people are thankful for as they reflect back on this year, despite how good or how bad it was. Amen? I think God wants to build a church. He wants to build a people that live a life of gratitude for what He's done. And um, we're going to talk about the reasons for that in a moment. And I think publicly, when you say, this is what I'm thanking God for, I think you're stepping into that zone of, of obedience that God longs for us to be in, where we, we, we take these steps of faith and where we acknowledge and declare publicly the goodness of God in our lives. Are you still with me, church? Is that okay? And uh, if you feel like you have it in you and you'd like to join us, then you're welcome to do that. But uh, if you start preaching, just remember the people leave at 10, so you can carry on. But uh, I guess as we start a conversation uh, this morning on thanksgiving to God, let's look at some scriptures uh, that give us some simple but really powerful pointers on the topic of praise. And then we'll end off with the special time of thanking God together. Firstly, I wanted to look at the, the, the question of just very simply, what is thanksgiving to God? What is thanksgiving? You know, when Christians say we should live a life of thanksgiving, what is thanksgiving? What does, that, what does that mean? I'm sure if you've been in church for long enough, you'll know that thanksgiving and the expressing of gratitude is not just something that we say over lunch or supper, right? Um, it's not just, that's not the thanksgiving that we're talking about. By the way, why does breakfast always seem to be excluded? Have you noticed that? We thank God for lunch and supper, but what about breakfast? We just scoff it down and then head out the door. I don't, is there any other family that does that? I don't know. Maybe it's my home, but just breakfast is like just ignored, It's like everything else is calorie free and then breakfast is just like, you know, sinful. I don't know. It's weird. It just happens that way, I guess. But Thanksgiving as a body of believers is much more of a bigger deal. And it's more connected to a life that we live as opposed to a statement that we make. Thanksgiving is way more connected to a life that we live as opposed to a statement that we make because it's more about the one to whom we are giving thanks than it is about us. That's a, that's a very important perspective. Let's look at Psalm 100 verses 1 to 5. Uh, this is what it says in the CSV, uh, sorry, CSB translation. It says, Let the whole earth shout triumphantly to the Lord. Serve the Lord with gladness. Notice the language here. Come before him with joyful songs. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his, his people. The sheep of his pasture enter his gates. Oh, this is so good. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Oh. It's 9.33 and I'm already starting. What is wrong with me? Cheapers. Someone chopping onions there in the coffee shop. Please stop. <laughs> you can see it's been a big theme for me this year. It's not, it's not been a great year the whole way through. It's had its rocky moments. Uh, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with Praise, give thanks to him and bless his name. Why? Say it with me, Church. How good is that? So here's a here's a here's a great definition. Just keep that word up there for a moment, uh, production. Uh just go back one verse, sorry. Uh Enter there we go, enter gates with thanksgiving. This is a great definition that helped me understand the depth and the power of, of what this is. The, the Hebrew word there, right? We know the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The uh, Hebrew word for the word thanksgiving is the word toda or tada. I don't want to say tada because then it's like, you know, tada. Um, and we think of some cartoon or something. But that word tada, is, it, it, it means the giving of thanks and it's linked to the word yada. Y-A-D-A-H, which means the extension of or the casting away of praise. Now, here's what's interesting. That Hebrew word yada, the root word is yad, Y-A-D. Do you know what that word means? Hand. It means hand. So when you say in Hebrew, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, Psalm 100, you are literally saying, enter, your, enter his courts with your hands cast up in praise. How cool is that? Isn't that beautiful? It's, this is why we raise our hands in worship. It's the visual expression of giving thanks, giving yada to God. And that's why it's infinitely more about God than it is about us. You see, when you raise your hands in praise, in thanksgiving, you are positioning yourself in humility towards God. This takes humility, right? And, and God loves it when His children walk in humility towards Him. Proverbs 3 verse 34, it's not on the screen, but it literally says God gives grace to the humble. It literally says that. First Peter quotes it again, God gives grace to the humble. And it's an amazing truth, friends, to, 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 to walk in that When you practice the art of humility by raising your hands in praise, you're inviting God's favor into your life. And it's one of the best evidences of a heart that's relying more on God than on oneself as the leader of one's life. So our thanksgiving, our Yadah, is the offering, the casting up of praise to God, with the lifting of our hands, and it's way more about Him than it is about us. Can you say amen to that? Secondly, why do we give thanks as believers? Why do we give thanks? We know what it is. Why do we give thanks? Well, I guess we could list many, many reasons why we would give thanks and praise to God, and I'm sure we're going to share some of them this morning with either the cards on the wall or some of our volunteers sharing, which I'm really looking forward to, but That verse that we read in Psalm 100 says in verse four, as we read it just now, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name for the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. Friends, the reason we give thanks as believers is not because we want something from God and need to beg him, you know. I thank you God for something that I'm trusting for. It's not because we feel like it all the time, if we're honest. Any honest Christians, sometimes it's difficult. Is that too much of an honest thing to say? It's not even only when we have received something from God, although we should always give him thanks when we have. It is because God is who he says he is. That is why we give thanks. He is good. He is holy. That is why we praise him. And that is why we can make a choice to praise God, to offer thanksgiving to him despite the circumstances that we are going through. This is why we can lift up our hands with gratitude. You know, circumstances change, that reflects the unpredictability of life. God remains the same. That reflects his perfect character. Circumstances change. That reflects the unpredictability of life. We don't know what's gonna happen in the next five minutes, let alone the next five years. Well, we hope we know what's gonna happen in the next five minutes, that Lord's gonna carry on preaching so we can go home but we don't we we don't know but God remains the same and that reflects his perfect nature you know friends here's the here's the thing if god didn't do another thing for you or for me for the rest of our lives although we know he will but if he never did another thing for us he would still be worthy he would still be worthy of our praise and thanksgiving because of who he is he is holy Amen. We are saved because of God's redeeming love in Christ, the one who bore our sin and shame and freed us from death through his life and death and resurrection. God is worthy of our praise. Can you say amen to that this morning, church? Let's look at Hebrews 13, verse 15. Therefore, by him, by Jesus, let us, that's you and me, continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Notice the word continually. What does that mean? Continually. (laughs) Doesn't say when things are going well. Doesn't say when the promotion's there. Doesn't say when the relationship's there. Doesn't say when the family holiday home is there. Doesn't say when it's not there either. It says, let by Christ, by Jesus, the source of our life, let us continually offer offer the sacrifice of praise. It does cost you something, but he's worth it. He's worth it. Psalm 107, our dear friend David, oh, give thanks to the Lord. Why? For he's good. For he is good. His mercy endures forever. How great is the church that we have a faithful and a perfect God who we can always worship and praise because he is always good. Amen. And then finally, I know it's a shortened message this morning, but I want to give us some time to to share. What does Thanksgiving do in our hearts? We know what it is. We know why we do it. What does it do? What does is, a what is, what is life of thanksgiving do for you and for me? Well, we know there are many, many benefits that thanksgiving to God brings into our lives, apart from what we mentioned earlier, where it literally invites his favor by keeping us humble. It's also something, in fact, if you read the New Testament, do a search on New Testament scriptures on Thanksgiving. When you get home, okay, well, it's New Year's Eve. Um, maybe on the 1st. Um, or do it now. Uh, do, a, do, a, do a search on, on scriptures in the New Testament with the word thanksgiving. It'll blow your mind as to how central this is to the Christian walk. It's something that we've been instructed to do. You know, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a central theme. Um, and one of the things that it does is that it keeps us aware that our faith journey, your and my faith journey, our walk with the Lord, is not an outward expression only. It's an inward revelation daily. You know, think of it this way. Jesus is not someone that we come to church on a Sunday to visit. He's not someone that we come to visit on a Sunday. He is someone that we encounter daily. Because according to John chapter 15, he abides in us. And we abide in him. And this is, what, this is what Thanksgiving does. It helps us remember Oh, I'm not, I'm not coming to church to give thanks for that one hour and visit Jesus there. No, I have him with me every single day. It, it reminds me that I have this revelation on the inside of my heart that, that, I can, that I can encounter him every moment of every day. That's what thanksgiving does. You know, what do you do when your faith fluctuates, when trouble comes? Give thanks to God. Remind yourself, tell your soul, as David says, that he is still worthy to be praised, and watch how the revelation of the presence of Jesus rises up and comes alive in your heart. You know, I know there's so much we can say about this, about the about the 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 um about what Thanksgiving does in our hearts. But just think of it this way: that it helps us keep that fresh perspective of every single day. That every day, every single day, is a fresh opportunity to see the hand of God in my life. That's what it does. It reminds me that it's not just an outward expression only it's not just a statement that I make it's an inward revelation every day thanksgiving reminds us of that of, of that and it keeps us it keeps us in step with god this is a this is a tricky passage of scripture i think especially for south africans and you'll see why in a moment first timothy 2 tricky passage of scripture for south africans and you'll know why when we get there first of all then i urge that petitions prayers intercessions and thanksgivings be made for everyone here's why it's tricky verse two for kings and all those who are in authority <laughs> <sighs> no man paul no you, you're not living in 2023 in sa bro you guys didn't have escom there in really for all who are in authority seriously give thanks for them What's the reason? So that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. <laughs> this is what? And what does it do? <laughs> I don't like this verse, woman. You skip it. Skip this one, please, men. It's New Year's Eve, please. This is good, and it pleases God, our Savior, who... You guys see the power there? Yo, that's a tough verse, eh? Even them. <laughs> yes, even them. It kind of throws the religious spirit in Christianity out the window, doesn't it? When some people made themselves to be holier than thou, you know, the, the person on the pedestal thing? No, 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 no. Everyone to be saved. If God wants that, then surely, surely, guys, surely make it as easy as possible for, for people to get saved. Don't, don't put obstacles in the way, please. Please, just... Prayer, thanksgiving, petitions, intercessions for everyone. Because this is good and it pleases God, our Saviour. <laughs> you see what Thanksgiving does in our hearts? It keeps us aware. It keeps us aware of this journey that we're on, of the of the power of the faith that we profess. And and it's it's God's call for his believers to live a life of thanksgiving. Um is that okay? Do you do you guys survive that one? Next year we'll go to you know John three sixteen and we'll stay there for the whole year, yeah? Um, but in sharing this shorter message with you this morning, um, as part of today, church, I hope that you've, you've taken something meaningful, um, as short as it was to, to apply to your work, to, to your walk with God, no matter where you find yourself in relation to him. And it's in this spirit of, of sharing the goodness of God that I'd like you to, that, that I'd like to invite you to do so, um, in this time. Uh, so I'm going to ask, uh, Rob Sharon and, and the rest of the band to come and join me up on the stage. That nickname's going to stick, Rob, um. And, uh, Mark, would you mind grabbing this, uh, this lectern for me so we can have a little bit more space here? Um, and, uh, sorry, I'm going to grab my phone. Thanks. And, um, in the sort of, there's your chair, John. Thank you. In the sort of this attitude of worship, I guess, and um, Thanksgiving, as we take this moment, the last Sunday of 2023, to look back on the year that was and uh, remember some of these biblical truths, I guess. You know, Thanksgiving is our offering. It's our yada. It's our hands raised in praise to God. We we do that because He's good. He's holy. He's never changed. He always will be faithful. And when we live this life of Thanksgiving, it produces in us this awareness of His presence and it calls us into that life of faith, that zone of obedience that He wants us to, to be in. And so while the band plays... Um, plays the intro to this wonderful song, Gratitude, that has kind of been a bit of an anthem for us, I think, this year as J-Bay. I don't know. Maybe it seems to to have been for a few churches, actually, as well. I don't know. There's like a special anointing on the song. Um, We're going to give it three or four minutes, five minutes maybe, and I'll just invite you. I know some of our dream team will be coming up to share one or two sentences on what you are thanking God for in 2023. And I mean, I started us off by crying like a, you know like a little baby just now. So if you get emotional, that's totally fine. Welcome home. Um, I'll set that trend. Uh, but if you'd prefer to, or even if you'd like to do that as well, there'll be some sticky notes there on the counter, different colors, because apparently different colors are cool. Um, and all I want you to do is, on the left-hand side of the cross, because the cross is in the center, right? Um, just write down what you, are, what you are thanking God for in 2023. And there'll just be a moment for us to reflect as a church family, um, and share those moments together. So if we could do that now, that'd be awesome. Thanks to him.